0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Lios Enchim Anyevu. Greetings everyone. May the creator bless you all and welcome to my podcast, the Good Do E Medicine Podcast. I'll be your host, Pete Rodriguez. Oh my name Good morning, Leose Chemañevu, Pedro, Pete Rodriguez-Tea. My name is Pete Rodriguez, and welcome to the podcast, the Good Do E Medicine podcast. Today is, let's see, Sunday, March 22nd. I hope everyone's staying safe out there, and uh, during these uh, times, we won't go into what's happening out there, because I think you, um, when you talk about those type of things happening in the world, um, you know, you give it life, and I think it's all negative um, things happening out there, and we're not going to talk about those things, at least not in this episode, hopefully, we will stay away from those things, but I do want to talk about the um, elections, the tribal elections coming up um, soon, they are scheduled as of now for june 1st of 2020 but things are changing almost on a daily basis here with the tribe and the elections and things that are happening here with the Quaresma and the ceremonies here and all of the other villages in uh, guadalupe old pasqua new pasqua you know things are changing almost on a daily basis so for now the elections are still on they are um, going to be held. They're scheduled for June first, uh, 2020. It looks like, from what I have seen, over over it, the elections, um, the deadline was March 16th for all the candidates to get their um, packages and their petitions signed and notarized and get them into the elections office. So, the finalized list should be coming out maybe this week coming up. Maybe even tomorrow, Monday, the 23rd. And it looks like we have about, unofficially now, it looks like there's 60, six 0 candidates. That's unofficial now. So I am very grateful and I'm very humble that I am going to be on that list of candidates for the uh, tribal elections coming up um, here in 2020. It was a decision, actually, I've been thinking about this for several years so and i've been uh preparing i guess so to speak to be on to run for council so i declared my candidacy back uh, a month ago or so and it's been a really learning process you know gathering petitions and going to talk to people the yaqui people here in tucson and guadalupe i made a couple of trips to Eloy, my hometown, and I made a couple of trips to other, um, you know, towns, Coolidge, Casa Grande. I went over towards Guadalupe and different areas. So getting used to, you know, traveling because that's where I grew up in the Eloy area. So and I wanted to talk about a little bit about that as well, where I grew up and where I am from. So I grew up in uh, Eloy, Arizona which is about 50 miles actually it's right in the middle of phoenix and i mean on phoenix and tucson eloy arizona that's where i was uh pretty much born and raised in eloy arizona that's where i grew up my um parents are jane and pedro rodriguez they grew up there in eloy arizona her parents on my mom's side are Luisa, and Perfecto Coronado. I remember back in growing up in Eloy, my grandfather, Perfecto, he was a matachin. But we lived so, you know, in between the two communities of Guadalupe and over here in uh, Tucson. And we used to travel back and forth. So we had family in Guadalupe, Arizona, and also my nana, my great nana. She lived in uh, Old Pascua. Her name is uh, Juana Escalante. She lived in Old Pascua. I remember visiting her in OP when I was little. She used to live in an adobe, a little adobe, you know, a little adobe house right there made of lamina adobe right there in Old Pascua. I just remember going down one of the streets. Let's see. It was a cul-de-sac, like a dead end, and they used to like she used to live at the end of the street. I don't even remember the street name right there in O Pasqua. And it was right no I know, I know it was right by the tracks, right there on the tracks by um OP because we always used to get in trouble. We always used to run out and go play out in the by the tracks right there in the Old Pasqua. And our parents would always call us and tell us to come back, you know, the train or the yodo going to get you. They always tell us something like that. So my nana Juana Escalante she used to live right there and I remember I used to love to, to, you know, little kids, we used to eat the adobe. I used to love the taste of the adobe. You know, the, the, the bricks right there in her house. I remember those memories are very fondly. And she was married to uh, Avato. His name was Avato Valenzuela. That's where I get the uh, Valenzuela and uh, Escalante on the Uemadayaki side of, of, of my family. That's where we're from. And from there... Luis, uh, Juana and Navato, they came, um, their parents came from, um, from Mexico. That's where they came from. That's where I'm from. That's where I'm, my roots are from. Um, the old Pascua area, my great Nana Juana Escalante Navato Valenzuela, my grandmother Luisa Valenzuela, they, they pretty much settled in Eloy cause, um, <clears throat> they were, they were there. They had a house actually they lived next to us. The my, my Nana Luisa and my, Tata Perfecto. They live right there in uh, Eloy. So that's where I grew up. And um, that's where I'm from. My father, Pedro, he's from um, Texas. Actually, he's not Yaqui. So he's uh, Mexican. He grew up in Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Texas, Tejano. He grew up right there by the bay. He used to give me a lot of stories about him um, fishing right there uh, there on Corpus Christi. And his parents came from... um, from texas as well they were migrant farm workers like uh, a lot of uh, you know people back then and they met our parents my mom and they became migrant farm workers so we're spread out our family is kind of spread out all over actually arizona texas and california so our family my family is spread out through all of this this area because of the migrant farm workers so we have some people in texas uh some people settled here in Tucson, Eloy, Guadalupe, and then all the way up to California, we have people, uh, relatives living in the, uh, I mean Stockton and um, Lodi area. So I have family all the way up there, coming back all the way down. I probably even have some family in Fresno. So I was hoping to 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 visit Fresno one of these days. I had it scheduled, but we shall see how it goes. So that's a little bit about me and my background, where I'm from. So originally from Eloy, then I moved to Tucson. So I've been here since 19, around early 1988, maybe 1990, around there. I moved to Tucson, Arizona, and I've been here ever since. I've been working for the tribe for over 25 years. It's a combination of a casino, 10 years at the casino enterprise, and then I moved over to the uh, tribal side. And I've been uh, actually in HR, Human Resources, for over 15 years, or so a total of 25 years here working with the tribe. And I'm very, very grateful, actually, to have that job. I'm very, very happy to be working for the tribe and working for the people, my people here, and all of the Yaki people. So I'm very, very happy and actually honored. So, so I felt the uh, next, well, not the next step, but I felt that you know, running for a tribal council seat would be a, you know, another learning experience and also another way of giving back and uh, putting all that experience to work and helping, you know, the people and uh, our people here. And not only here in Tucson and Arizona, but all over California, Texas, wherever you may be helping the Yaqui people and also in Sonora. So I felt it's another way to help Help our people and give back. So I always wanted to do that. So I think I've been uh, very successful. I've been very grateful. I have 25 years experience here. I'm also an entrepreneur. I I have a, a business. I've had that business since 2000. So I've learned a lot. I've been gifted with a lot. I've been blessed with a lot of things. So I want to give back to the community. Dayaki people, Dayaki Nation. I want to keep learning and continue learning and giving back to the community and uh, the Dayaki people. So that's one of the reasons I am want to uh, just run. I'm very grateful to be even on the ballot. You know, that's a big, big accomplishment just being on the ballot. You know, that's a, that's a win for me just being on that ballot. So it was a eye-opening, really neat experience just uh Getting to that point, so I'm very happy right now, at this point. So if any nothing else happens, you know I'm just happy I I, I was on the ballot for the 2020 election. So from then on, it's just going to be uh, meeting a lot of people, and we we'll talking to a lot of people. I'm making this podcast right now, talking about the uh, the elections coming up. You heard a little bit about me and my background, what I'm about, and also transparency. You know. I'm very transparent, of course. I have a podcast, so how much more transparent can I be than being on a podcast and talking about you know, everything going on here, having my guests on here, uh, talking about myself. So that's one of the things I want to uh, uh, talk about is a lot of transparency. So anyways, that's enough about me. Now I want to talk a little bit about why. I created a Facebook page. Um, it's not live yet. It's my personal page. It's for the tribal elections uh, coming up. So it's going to be, I'll probably put it live. I'm not sure that, like I said, there's a lot of things going on right now. And it's, it is during Quaresma. Oh my gosh. There's a hummingbird. Semalolokut just flew right out on my window. Wow. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Very good blessings. Wow. Very, very, very good signs. So I always look to signs, especially in nature. So thank you, little hummingbird. Where was I? Oh, the why why I'm running for, you heard a little bit about me and my background, my family, where I'm from, where I grew up, and it'll be on Facebook. Um, I, I thought about making a website and doing other things like that, but it's just going to be a Facebook page right now. It's going to have that information, you know, who I am, where I'm from, my family, things like that. I think it's very important to identify yourself with the uh, your family first, you know, that way people... You know, not only your elders, but everyone can identify and make a connection. You know, to where you're from, Eloy, Old Pasqua, Guadalupe family. You know, ties where they're from. Just to uh, make a connection. So you'll find out that information on my Facebook page, and that's gonna go live. I'm gonna, I, I'm working on it right now. I'm gonna publish it soon, really soon. I'm gonna publish the Facebook page, and you'll have all that information on there. Why I'm running and different things like that. So all of the uh, candidates running for council, they should have, well, some may have or should have some type of platform, you know, because I already talked to a couple of people and they were asking me, why are you running? You know, give me a couple of reasons. So I've been working on that for the last couple of weeks, you know, the platform, I guess, so to speak. And I came up with three. It's really exciting and humbling, but I came up with three things that I believe that I know and I think I can um, contribute and help to the people. So the three things that I know and want to talk about, and I guess you can call, so call it the platform, um, is wellness. The podcast I started for health and wellness purposes. So one of the things I want to talk about is health and wellness. So especially with the Yaqui people and all native people, especially Yaqui people, native wellness is going to be one of the topics or one of the platforms that I want to uh, you know, contribute and native wellness is gonna be one of them. So I'm really passionate about health and wellness and the uh you know, the overall well being of all the Yaki people. So that's gonna be one of the uh main ones I'm going to advocate for is health and wellness here with the Yaki tribe and the Yaki Nation and everyone. So couple of them, I'm just going to read them, is food sovereignty, so I want to make sure that uh, our tribal people that have uh, um, food, you know, uh, and I want to go back to, you know, like I said, talking about things I know, so especially want to bring back uh, food sovereignty, you know, make sure the Yaqui people have adequate amounts of food, not only food, but the right type of food, you know, our native food, our indigenous food that we have. We want to utilize the, um, hopefully the farm, the, the Tortuga Ranch, I want to, Mochik farm. Tortuga, I want to utilize that and grow our own food so we'll have our own food and food security so there'll be enough food for everyone. And hopefully we can utilize the uh, the ranch, the um, Tortuga Ranch, to grow our own food for everyone so we'll always have some food for us. Kind of similar like the other tribes are doing. For example, the Tohono O'odham, they have their here San Javier farm and they have a little You know they grow their own food they have their own vegetables they have their own fruits um trees wheat corn they grow a lot of things i'm thinking why can't we do that here with our tribe with our and grow our own food so food sovereignty food security is going to be all tied into the wellness community gardens i know there's one in the guadalupe area i think we should have a couple more here in the different villages you know community gardens for our yaqui people and you know just also bring back traditional foods along with that, along with the whole wellness. So traditional foods and medicine. And also want to encourage, of course, health and wellness. Sustainability also, you know, we want to have enough for everyone and the farming, the gardens. And also want to encourage um health screenings. I think it's very important for our Yaqui people that that want to I know there's programs involved with health screening, but I want to encourage that a lot more for our Men and women, you know, to get your health screenings because I think it's very important. I think that a lot of people don't get their health screenings; they just avoid it. You know, I, I'm not sure why. I think it's uh, I know men do. Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go get a health screening. What if they find something wrong? You know, but I'm gonna encourage that. So that's all part of the health and wellness and native wellness. You know, hopefully, I can bring that to the tribe in the uh, upcoming election. So there's a lot more into native wellness it can also be mental also as well health you know physical so all of that traditional foods and medicine that's all going to be part you know diabetes you know also education you know what is diabetes how can i prevent it you know right foods to eat so that's all going to be part of the native wellness that i want to bring and the second part is going to be education so you know that one's going to be probably you know one of the um topics so or one of the platforms a lot of candidates have is always education. So but one of the things that I want to not necessarily change but maybe introduce is doing some type of I call it a wraparound system, educational system. I guess that's gonna be the the phrase, you know, an education wraparound system. So it's gonna be from what I'm looking at and I'm envisioning is like a preschool all the way to high school, to college and university, you know, have a, always be involved with the, uh, with the education system, not just, uh, I know the preschool does an amazing job, but once they leave the preschool and go into the, to kindergarten, the grade schools, you know, have, you know, always be there all the way through one, second, third grade, junior high, always be there, not just leave the students, be involved. And, um, Council always be involved and the leaders always be involved all the way through high school, especially and junior college and university. Always be there and have some kind of wraparound system so you're always keeping track of the students, no matter what level they are, even if they graduate from high school, college, universities. Always be there, or like I said, a wraparound system for them. Definitely uh, push language and culture, that's very important, of course, without saying, and also native knowledge native knowledge i was saying before that goes back into wellness you know traditional foods and medicine uh, and also most importantly another phase of that is to have um, been in human resources i want to bring back um, more tribal leadership and directors here with the tribe and i want to see more um, tribal members in leadership positions with the tribe as managers supervisors supervisors managers you know, coordinators and directors. So I see, I believe we need and should have tribal members, Yaki, as in those positions, not only here with the tribe, but also at the casino enterprises, you know, a CEO, or I know we have a couple of directors, which is really, really good to see the tribal, but definitely need to push for a a CEO of our enterprises. And I haven't seen that for, gosh, 15, 20 years. So I also want to see that. And I want to, push part of that. in, and, and also our career ladders. We have career ladders with the uh, tribal government in place. They're just not being enforced. So I'll talk about that probably later. or oh, you'll see it on the Facebook uh, page, little career ladders where we, um, you know, identify tribal members that want to succeed and want to be a manager director of a department. And we have career ladders in place. So I want to see those come back. I want to see those come back and being offered and enforced for our tribal members. So I first talked about native wellness. The second part was uh, education and the uh, education wraparound system that I'm I'm thinking of um, that I want to bring back. So, And the last piece is the third one, empowerment. So I believe the Yaqui people should be empowered to succeed. And what I mean about empowerment, I want to, you know, motivate them and empower them that you know yes you can do this you can start your own business you can uh, like do this start your own podcast do your own um youtube channel you know, I want to empower them i want you to do this yes, you can be a homeowner you can do you know different things i want to have some kind of a system so we can empower our tribal members and um some of the things i'm thinking about is um, having financial literacy classes to teach our Yaki people, you know, having those some kind of. Oh, and I forgot to mention um, a Yaqui tribal college. Why can't we have a college? I know there was some talk about that with our last uh, education uh, people here, our directors, to have a uh, Yaqui community college. So I believe back going back to stepping back for the education, I think that's very important. We should have our own Yaqui community college. So. But going back to empowerment, definitely need to have some financial literacy classes or courses ongoing, not just a couple, um, you know, in a week, a month, a couple of months. You know, I want to have it ongoing, always have these financial literacy. I know there's programs, but I think it's very important to have that because they don't teach those in school, high school, not even in college. So I need to have those for our people. Um, Definitely want to have some more entrepreneurship um, opportunities and encourage that. Part of the empowerment piece for our Yaki people that want to start their own business. They want to, you know, do things, you know, I want to maybe even possibly have a credit union someday. I know we need more money, I guess, to have a bank, but a credit union is possible. And also Yaki owned and operated businesses. I know there's some successful businesses out there that are Yaki owned and operated. And. You know, I want to have that also, and I want to encourage that part of the empowerment piece. And also I want to bring back the uh, loans, some micro loans, business loans for our people that do want to empower themselves and start their businesses, be entrepreneurs. So I want to encourage that to, for our people. Lastly, also just, you know, that diversification comes with the empowerment piece, Um, you know, having our tribe look at different you know revenue opportunities not just the the revenue comes from the casino most of it uh i want to encourage uh, other revenue streams with diversification we definitely need to look at more because like as we talk right now and i uh, broadcasting uh making the podcast the casinos are closed due to the, uh, the things going out there in the world right now and there is no revenue coming in so definitely definitely need to look at other revenue sources that are more um I believe sustainable. Those are a couple of the pieces that I want to talk about. I don't want to go into it. You'll see more into in my Facebook page when I do go live and um, when I do publish that Facebook page. But you'll see all this information on there. So those are the three main pieces of the platform. So first, really quick, Native Wellness. I'm really passionate about health and wellness. So I talked about a little bit of those things and definitely traditional foods and medicine, health screening, health and fitness. Encourage that a community uh, farming, sustainability, community gardens. Second is education, definitely. Like I said, I want to bring back a, some type of education wraparound system for all our Yaki people. Not only our young students from all ages, even to adult learners to have always be there, some kind of system to always be there throughout their educational career. And if they want to come back, and work for the tribe and hopefully get a Yaqui Community College going and um, definitely push language and culture native knowledge career ladders tribal directors CEOs you know and lastly our empowerment empower all our Yaqui people to succeed um, financial literacy entrepreneurship have the microloans come up hopefully Yaqui owned and operated businesses and diversification look for other types of revenue hopefully maybe you know be creative you know think of things you know i definitely want community involvement i want to hear back from the community and because that's the you are our constituents our stakeholders you know we, we want to listen from them from the yaki people what we need and what can we bring to the tribe and make um you know change a positive change for the future for not only for everyone here but all the future generations so lastly i did want to talk about the um let's see the elections okay so right now like i said things are changing as we uh progress with this this thing out there i won't give it a name because i think when you give things a name especially if they're negative you give them power so i'm very positive i think we're, we'll we'll see the end to this and everything will get back to normal soon so hopefully so the elections are scheduled for june 1st 2020 but those might change i know they're having a, a council meeting coming up uh I believe on March 25th and they're gonna discuss the um, you know the the next steps you know it like I said everything changes daily so I know the um, absentee ballots are we're supposed to start on May 1st so those may change as well so absentee ballots are gonna be going out May 1st and I'll have some more information on that too when I, once I publish the Facebook page my Facebook page they may get postponed you know I'm not sure um, I think it's an option. They're going to probably throw it out there and uh, discuss it. So as of now, nothing has been uh, changed. You know, May 1st, our, the uh, absentee ballots will be going out to the communities or tribal members. The uh, elections are scheduled for June 1st. And like I said, unofficially, there's about 60 candidates, six zero. So I'm very happy to and honored to be running with all of them. So I wish them all luck. I believe it's going to be exciting for years. so I, I wish all of the candidates a lot of luck and uh, blessings. So uh, hopefully we'll see some some new faces, some new people. They call them young bloods or new bloods. So hopefully we'll see some new people, and hopefully I may be part of it. I, do, I just want to be a little bit a part of the uh, the process and have a, hopefully a say in some of the things that are going on with the tribe, and I just want to give back. So those are a couple of things I wanted to talk about um native wellness also education the education wraparound system hopefully will get something going and also empowerment empowering the nation empowering the people haibu newevai i must go now so um lastly always leave it with health as well so stay safe protect your uh, family you know keep your family safe your elders uh make sure everything's fine they're healthy make sure they have everything always end it to make it a great day so um I believe that's all for now for this podcast. Uh, it's a short one. It's about half an hour. Hopefully, I shed some light on what's going on. If you need anything or or you have any questions, please, um, you have my social media here. Um, I usually post the, the podcast on Instagram, but also you can uh, message me anytime through uh, social media. Feel free to reach out to me. If you have any questions concerning anything, the podcast, the elections, uh, candidacy, Send me a message. Uh, Okay. Thank you very much. Make it a great day. I was going to say have a great day. Make it a great day. Thank you.